You're listening to the Porch Time Podcast. I'm so excited. Are we doing this? I think we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Today, you're going to hear a really beautiful conversation with Valerie Metz. Um, Drew interviewed her, but I was always in the background kind of throwing in some things. But um, Drew, do you want to tell a little bit about what you talked about? Yeah, we chatted a lot about adoption and fostering. You know, they're looking to do that, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. They already have two biological kids, but they maybe want to expand their family more. So they're in that process, which, wow, it's just amazing. And we talked a lot about community, which is obviously something we say way too often over here, which we care about so much. Culture and, um, yeah, I just, I think she had a really great perspective on a lot of things. I think you will all hopefully learn a lot from her, her birth story. Just Yeah, that was, I was shocked because we've both known Valerie for a long time and we both were like, wow, we, we learned some no things. idea. Even about yeah. her, her and her husband, how they met. It's just a really, really good conversation, a lot of fun, a lot of realness, and we think you'll learn truly a lot. So enjoy. If you have questions, let us know. If you want to ask her follow-up questions, go for it. But this is our first guest, so first of many. We we have a lot lined up, and oh, we're tired. <laughs> it's been a crazy week because we're wrapping up a really exciting project that we are going to tell you all about very soon. But enjoy, 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 and talk soon. Hello, Val. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. So much for joining us. You're our first official guest, oh, and we couldn't be more honored to share the stage with you. Yes, thank <laughs> you so much. Stage. Um, so everyone, I'm sitting down with Valerie Metz. It's actually so special. We met through Instagram two years ago when I launched all the babies. I reached out to her. I loved her page. I loved her family. I was like, can I send you something? And <laughs> literally ever since it's been such a friendship yeah we've grown with her babies Mm -hmm. truly they've been here for like almost all the photo shoots so crazy (laughs) i know she was one of the first moms we interviewed for our mom to mom stories Mm -hmm. and now we're bringing this now we're here into audio which is so crazy because i think this was like back in 2020 but you were telling me like i have this like dream to like start a podcast that was like two years ago, two and a half years You're ago, and right. here we are. And here we are. This is here the Porch Time Podcast. So tonight, <laughs> we are switching between water and wine. Uh, we just popped open a really good natural wine called Orsi Vinetto San Vito Posca Bianca. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> really trying over here. It's from Italia. None, mm-hmm. none other than that. A little white wine. And that's that's all it's giving me. We're gonna we're gonna pretend like we're experts. So, Val, cheers! cheers. Woohoo! We love this. That was Thank quite you. the that was Loud. Sorry. <laughs> we're getting used to this. Okay, so to get right into it, yeah. Please introduce yourself. What you do? Yeah. Who you are? Where you're from? Give me the the Val Metz spiel. The bio. I love it. <laughs> so I am Valerie. Um, I am a photographer. I've been shooting weddings for 10 years, but now it's like transitioning to like content creation. I refuse to use the word influencer. I like to say content creator. <laughs> um, I have two kiddos. I'm married. We live in Costa Mesa. 
We have the cutest little dog named Frida. And yeah, we just spend our days like soaking up the sun. I'm like, we live by the beach for a reason. Like, let's go every day. So we'll do that if it's sunny outside. And if not, we're just chilling at home. And I work from home with photography. So you'll catch me doing that as well. So And you're not going to say your other side hustle? Yeah, so I have a vintage shop called No Diggity, and that's fun. It's just kind of like at my own pace. Like whenever I feel like getting into it, it's not like my main baby, but it's there. She's good. We love her. (laughs) We love her. (laughs) And I'm sure everyone is so curious who doesn't follow you on Instagram, doesn't know your story. How did you and your husband meet? Like what made you want to start a family on the younger side? Yeah, for sure. I think our community would love to hear from that. That's a good question. And I honestly forget how young I was when I first got pregnant. How old were you when you first got um, pregnant? I was 23. I got married at 20 and then pregnant at 23. And then Hendrix is born 24. Yes, please. We need need you to walk us through that. So it's crazy because like, I don't know. I don't publicly share mine and Zach's story too often because I don't want to like romanticize this whole like when you know you know type of thing but um him and I basically grew up in a small town it's called Victorville there's nothing up there it's literally just like a piece of desert that people just like party at and it's just like gross and intense so when I was 18 I immediately moved down Orange County I moved down with my best friend and her aunt and uncle they had a house down there so they just like let us move in with them And I didn't know Zach at this point, which was crazy because we ran in the same circles, but we like never actually met. And I dated one of his friends in high school too. So it's just like, you know, it's the timing of everything was great, but um, he was living in Iowa. He went to school to college out there and um, Facebook had just released that like people you may know feature. And I was just, I had just broken up with like my high school boyfriend. We were like on and off, like super dysfunctional relationship. And also we were in high school. So it's like, all high you're, school relationships. you're toxic anyway. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and so um, I had this plan to be single for a long time. I was looking forward to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm out of a relationship. I just moved. And then I saw Zach on Facebook and I was like, oh, I like immediately recognized him from the friend that I had dated before. It wasn't anything serious, but I remember he kept talking about this Zach guy and I was like, oh, I think that's him. And I remember feeling like, well, I still feel this way. He was like the cutest person ever. I was like, oh my gosh. So I added him with the support of my best friend. She's like, just do it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like it might be creepy, but whatever. And he immediately accepted my friend request and then he messaged me and was like, hey, you look familiar. Like, I noticed you have like your guitar and a few picks because that was like something that really bonded us was like music. And um, like we like we kept talking. We talked every day until like literally we got married. So it was hard with the long distance. We didn't actually meet until like a month after talking online. And then we called it official in like November of 2011 and then we got engaged that March so after four months of dating we got engaged when you know you know yeah (laughs) exactly and I'm like I definitely don't recommend everyone doing that but like it it was definitely like I guess meant to be but also like we've worked really hard to like be where we're at and he's such a supportive partner and I'm just like so thankful that like everything fell into place so 
I moved out to Iowa, dropped out of college. I had no desire to do anything except like shoot photos because at that point I had been shooting like a few weddings, just like a friend of a friend's like backyard wedding. And um, Zach actually was like, you should just drop out of college, take a year off and try to start a business, a photo business and see where that takes you. And in my mind, I was like, wait, I can do that because like I'm first gen, like I grew up with immigrant parents. And so they're like, you have to go to college like this. We have like this future set for you and stuff. And so I was kind of afraid to like tell them like, hey, I'm not going to go to college. So sorry about that. But they were really supportive. And both my parents have still been really supportive. Um, But yeah, I took that year off, fell in love with photography. And I booked like as much as I could in a small town in Iowa. It was kind of crazy. And then we lived out there for two years. And then I moved back. And like, I felt like I was like ready to like take my business to the next level. Like I was like, okay, you know, so yeah. First of all, commend your courage. You're at, what age were you at this point? Like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, between 20 and 21. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. while we're all just kind of, you know, figuring out life, you're like, I'm going to start a business. Yeah. I'm going to get married. I'm going to make it happen. It's and you did. so crazy. I like, yeah. And I definitely had my own things going on at the time, but it was like fun to like go through that with someone else. And I think because he's such a supportive person he like really pushed me to like grow and so yeah it could have easily been something that was like bad but yeah everything just worked out oh my god and then so you're doing your own thing is Zach Mm -hmm. because I know he's a teacher was he like in school for that what was going on what was the conversation like we're ready to take our family to the next level to have babies was it unplanned so definitely unplanned and I did not want kids for a very long time I was pretty like adamant about that I guess um and then the second I got pregnant with Hendrix I knew it like it just intuition I was like oh my gosh I'm pregnant But um, we actually had a plan to adopt first. My husband's adopted, and so that was something that we have discussed many times. And um, that was kind of like the plan, like, okay, we'll just adopt first and kind of like transition into parenthood, which is funny because I think it's just going to rock your world either way, you know, whether you adopt or foster or get pregnant. Um, But yeah, and I think it was a good thing that I got pregnant on accident because a lot of my reasoning as to why I didn't want to become a mom were very like selfish reasons and a lot of insecurities and fear like fear of my own freedom and stuff I like love having my own time to do like whatever so and when you're pregnant you're pregnant for nine months for the most part and so it's like you have time to figure it out you know so well would you mind because I'm so I think that's such a helpful lens for so many you know I'm not a mom yet and Mm -hmm. to hear that I think about my life right now and the freedom I have Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited to have kids but I'm also like oh I'm not going to be able to do the things that I'm doing now so I'm can you walk us through what that journey looked like for you for sure it's definitely like a lot of trial and error like you kind of have to for me the first year of like becoming a mom I wish I could just like do it all over because I like just turned into like an anxious hot mess and I was in the middle of so many transitions like a lot of my friendships were changing a few friends had like told me like oh babies and kids aren't my thing so like bye you know and so that was really hard especially as a 24 year old where it's like kind of a puberty of adulthood like you're going through a lot in general 
And um, so it was really hard. I think my pregnancy was good because it like helped me like prepare and think through a lot and just kind of like learn like, okay, everything will work out itself, you know, work out by itself. So um, I think a part of it is just like you kind of have to go through it to like figure out what you need and like your priority shift for sure. So that was something too. It's like I was already calling out fears that I had that I like legitimately didn't have because I wasn't a mom yet and um I think too just having like a strong support system like I I keep talking this is like a a hype woman like for Zach but like I'm just so thankful that he's just like whatever you need like whatever you need to do you know and it like I think we have a good balance in that way and um yeah I just I think too if you are like a naturally driven person like you know you'll get stuff done and that's how it is for me like I've always been very ambitious since I was a kid and so I think for me it was just like a little bit easier to like pick myself up and call things out and be like no I'm gonna change this if I'm not happy so yeah it's a lot of like I guess self-awareness trial and error and just like leaning on your support system and being vulnerable and say like I need help like I really need this like I need space or I need whatever whatever you need <laughs> and now you have two kids two now beautiful two. kids Thank a boy you. and a girl what's their yeah. age difference uh hendrix just turned five and rio is two. Oh my god so. such a good age difference it's so fun yeah and so are you guys at that stage where you're really like in the process of adopting you're thinking about it you're going through yeah. it so we are in the process of fostering Amazing. we are going through the county and we've taken a few classes that we've had to take And so I think realistically, I haven't like publicly talked about this because it's kind of been like, I get kind of like superstitious, like, oh, if I talk about it, it won't happen, you know, but um, I, yeah, we have like a few classes left before we get certified and we're going through a resource that actually partners with our church, which has been really cool because we got certified back in 2020 during the pandemic. We were just like, all right, let's do this. And it, it felt really, like, lonely and scary because mm-hmm. because of COVID. It was just so new. We weren't sure what was going to happen. And at the time, we weren't living in a space that, like, could allow another child anyway. And so we're like, okay, let's just, like, focus on moving first, getting a bigger place. And so we moved into a beautiful home. And, um, yeah, we're now at that process where we're like getting certified which is crazy so I think realistically like by the fall we'll have a foster child so and we're going into it first without like um because you could do two options either just fostering or foster to adopt and we're just gonna focus on fostering first like we both want our first time to just like really focus on like this is about like reconciliation like bringing the child back to their parents like we're just Mm -hmm. a safe place in the moment Yeah, because I I think that's what keeps people from, like, wanting to do that. Like, a lot of conversations we've been having with, like, people in our lives have been like, oh, you're so brave to, like, even do that. And I'm like, you can too. It's just, it's the mindset. And maybe, like, because we haven't gone through it, like, it's easier said than done. But I think just, like, the idea of it scares a lot of people because, like, you're going to get attached to the kid, you know. And so um, we're going to focus first on just, like, a temporary placement and then we'll talk about what adoption will look like but like for sure it's like written in the cards for us like we are going to have an I don't know an adopted kid or foster to adopt who knows oh my gosh first of all I have so many questions about that in itself but even 
in regards to Rio and Hendrix, like, mm-hmm. are you starting to have those conversations with them? Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Do they even understand? Yeah, I mean, we've been um, having conversations with Hendrix for sure, especially, like, what a mom even looks like. Like, some parents don't, or some kids don't have a mom. Some kids have two moms. Some kids, you know, diversity looks different for everyone. And so that's, like, we started with those conversations. And since he's five, he's able to, like, ask really good questions and able to absorb our answer mm. and so um with Rio I mean she's too she like just <laughs> like whatever I'm here to party so um with Hendrix yeah we've been having we've been intentional about having those conversations with him and just asking him like how would you feel if like we had another baby in the house or a kid because we are looking into an older child versus a baby so like just like kind of wording it like well what about a kid like wouldn't it be so cool to have an older kid in the house or you know and so just kind of I guess including him in that process and then just when we get there I guess we'll just explain as much as we can what the situation is and how long they'll be with us so very much like one day at a time learn as you go I'm sure yeah what does the process even look like? It's a lot of like studying trauma and like how kids respond to trauma, the different responses you'll see in trauma. And so definitely a lot of learning for me, a lot of like unfamiliar language that I've never like even heard of and stuff. And just like, I guess like rewiring how like I would respond in a certain situation too. So I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. But um. I, the county has been really good about telling us, like, if this is not meant for you, do not feel guilty and walk away now. Like, mm. they they had mentioned that a few times, which I think is really reassuring because I think it's easy to, like, get wrapped up in and be like, oh, my gosh, I do want to do it. But, like, it definitely does take a certain person to be able to do that. So um, the county has been, like, very reassuring in that way. So Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> I think even hearing you talk about it, though, like – does make it less daunting I think that Mm -hmm. the process in itself I think the fact that you're even willing to go through the peaks and valleys of all Mm -hmm. of it is so admirable and inspiring and something I thought about too which I need to talk with Zach more about but I was like a pregnant teen because that was like on like you basically have like an application of like race and ethnicity that you would be interested in which I thought was really cool because we're obviously diverse family and I'm bilingual so I'm like oh my gosh it'd be so cool to have a child there's so many kids in our area who don't speak English like Hendrix goes to preschool with um where my husband works and he tells me every day like oh this person doesn't speak English and this person and so I know that there's a need for that in the area and I'm like okay I just like need to use this like I I I would be doing like a disservice to like my community if I didn't do this so yeah there's on the application you can um specifically put like race ethnicity age siblings teen pregnancy like it's it's so crazy what a freaking journey yeah I mean I think that's the perfect segue too because you know you're raising your kids bilingual Mm -hmm. and obviously culture is so important to you and I would love to just get a bigger glimpse into that my mom was born in Brazil grew up in Peru and my dad is Mexican and they didn't meet until they had both left their countries in the 80s and were out here and um yeah, they they both made it a point. Like, I mean, I think it helps that I have immediate family still living in those countries. I think I was like 12 years old when I like 
realized from like my friends in school who like travel to Mexico that like Cabo was like a really fun cool beach I was like okay because when I go to Mexico I'm not allowed to like use a tap water to brush my teeth or shower and <laughs> have to like bathe myself in a bucket so um yeah I think like it's definitely kept me like humble growing up like being exposed to like different cultures and different lifestyles has been like really humbling as an adult and I feel like it's just like sparked this interest in me um to like ask questions and like have conversations with people who look different than me mm-hmm. and um yeah our school my high school had a lot of like foreign exchange students and my friends will joke that like I was best friends with all of them because I would just ask them like tell me about your culture tell me about your language how like what makes you different than like this and that you know I'm thankful that my parents like forced me to learn two different languages or three different languages because three yeah so I spoke Spanish first and then Portuguese and then English so (laughs) yeah (laughs) by four years old which is so trippy like as a kid I didn't obviously understand how like cool or great that was and I was an adult I was like whoa that's like really badass like thanks mom you know and Um, rare (laughs) and rare yeah but I mean like even in Europe like it's very normal for totally everyone to at least know three different languages and I'm like why don't we just do that here I have such I don't know just such gratitude for for my cultures and my parents for like forcing me like my dad would get so mad when I was um younger that I would introduce myself as Valerie he's like that's not your name and I'm like oh can I ask what your real name was Valeria yeah yeah (laughs) so it's um I was like I thought I was wearing my necklace but I'm not (laughs) um yeah and just like he would get so upset when people when I would say like oh my name's Valerie he's like Valeria just like saying like a proud Mexican voice and so um with our kids now I mean like I said we still have immediate family living in those countries and so we've been able to take Hendrix to Peru which is great like my aunts everyone still lives out there and then we went to Mexico City last summer so that my husband could meet my grandparents because they're like getting too old and frail to travel now. So we're like, okay, let's like make the trip out there. So, but what's crazy actually is that since Zach was adopted, his biological dad is like full Mexican. Wow. And uh, like his, he looks just like his dad, except his dad is like brown with black hair. It's such a trip. And, um, he like obviously didn't grow up with him so he like didn't wasn't ever introduced to that culture but he grew up in Japan and so I think that that was a really cool experience for him like yeah I, I'm like learning new things about your family every second you're speaking I'm just like blown away wow incredible yeah. you grew up in Japan mm-hmm. yeah Jeez. yeah it was crazy so yeah I think with him like he's he's also had an appreciation for like other cultures and I think, like, there is a part of him maybe growing up that, like, knew this information about his dad but was, like, I don't know, like, maybe something's missing. But hmm. he he told me he's always been attracted to Latinas. And so I'm, like, maybe, maybe that's what it was. Like, <laughs> he just knew, like, either way he was going to be in the culture. But, um, yeah, since he works at that school, he, like, a lot of his students don't speak English even. So... I know he wishes to learn Spanish. It's just harder as an adult. If yeah, you like aren't learning as a child, it's so much harder. So 
Yeah. Whoa. But he can pick out context. Like when my family and I are like talking to each other, he like listen for keywords and he'll like put it together. And I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> good job. Good yeah. job. I'm also curious, and I would just love to hear more of your birth story, especially mm-hmm. being so young mm-hmm. and what that looked like with Hendrix versus what it looked like with Rio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thankfully, both of my deliveries went fairly well. They were pretty easy. Nothing crazy happened. Um, both kids were really late. Rio was two weeks late and Hendrix was only a week late, which I thought Rio was going to be born early because everyone says like your second child comes out quicker. Um, but with Hendrix, I we took birthing classes and everything. I was like, I need to educate myself. I had never even like watched a birth on video. Like it used to like make me queasy. And now I love it. Like when women post their videos on Instagram, I'm like, yes, give me more. It's just like so cool. But um, so we took birth classes and that was really helpful for me who like didn't know what anything was in my body. I was like, oh, that's what that's called. <laughs> and that's what's coming out of me. But um I just like made it a point to like like have an idea of what I wanted my birth to look like but not have any expectations or my heart set on anything like I was just at the end of the day I just wanted my baby and I to be safe and we lucked out with our hospital because they are like the hospital I gave birth at with both kids they're like one of the best for um deliveries and like labor and stuff in the country what's it called (laughs) it's so it's the Kaiser in Irvine oh my gosh yeah there's a Kaiser and a Hogue like literally across the street from each other and both hospitals are like one of the best for moms out there yeah yeah (laughs) Kaiser Irvine (laughs) yes and Kaiser for the most part like has a holistic approach as to how you want things to go and so because I feel like I've been hearing from like I've heard from my mom and other women that c-sections were really popular back in the 80s and 90s because like doctors just wanted to be able to charge you more oh it's about charging Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that yeah I thought it was about convenience I think that too like you were able to yeah it's convenience for sure it's a lot quicker and and so um that was something I like trusted my hospital with and they my OB wasn't even my delivery doctor I don't know what the proper term for that is but um they have midwives at that hospital who deliver your babies and so it felt kind of holistic but I was also like I don't know what the pain is gonna look like so like I'm just gonna try to go as long as I can and um once I started having contractions I the pain the contractions weren't awful but my body was like covered in chills and I was shaking uncontrollably and I didn't know that that was a thing and which now talking to other moms are like oh I've like puked a lot during labor and I'm like okay maybe that's like what it is and you just get like really nauseous it's very interesting but um yeah so I like jumped on the epidurals like I feel so weak like I felt like I was like you know how when your body gets achy before you like get a flu or something that's what I felt like like that week and I'm like I cannot push a baby out like with my body like it was so bad. You just knew. I just knew and I think the best advice that someone had told me when I was pregnant was listen to your body because there's there's research and like stories everywhere everyone's body responds differently to everything and so I just kept telling myself like listening listen to my body like if it needs something or if it doesn't need something like that I can be able to speak up and communicate that and so immediately I was like okay give me the epidural because I feel nauseous and then I immediately was fine after that it was 
crazy. I, like, didn't even... I know some women have talked about, like, the pain from, like, the needle... But I, like, I literally didn't feel anything as they were doing it. And, like, the second I got it, I was like, whoa, I feel good. (laughs) I napped. It was great. I, like, fell asleep for a few hours. And what's the experience, like, as well once you actually give birth Mm -hmm. with an epidural? Because I know you, like, literally can't feel the lower half. But does it make you – I mean, it's probably such a naive question. Does it make you, like – feel disconnected in that moment so when that you meet was, your baby? That was something that I was, like, kind of worried about. And what's crazy is you feel everything. Like, I felt my baby, well, my babies coming out of me. You feel the pressure, and you can feel, like, hands going in there, like, guiding the baby out. But, like, you just don't feel any of the pain. It's very interesting. The only thing that was hard with the epidural was, um, this was more with Hendrix since it was, like, my first time going through that. But, um... I couldn't feel how hard I was pushing. Wow. And so I was pushing for a long time to the point where they were like, hey, we we know that you don't want a C-section and we don't want to have to do that. But, like, now this is becoming, like, a scary situation for your baby. Like, the baby's heartbeat is getting stressed or heart rate is getting stressed. And so I was like, okay. So that was something I was like, maybe I'm not pushing as hard because I can't feel it. Um, and then I got an episiotomy with Hendrix where they – cut you and that was crazy because I tore fourth degree and like when I talk to people who have never given birth or like don't know the lingo they're like oh what's that and I'm like that's pretty common though is it not no fourth degree is like a whole other level your three holes basically turn into one big hole I was like a tiny little 24 year old that like didn't have any room to push a baby out and so that was something that my midwife had told me to like your baby's head is getting stuck in your canal and stuff and I was just like whoa so um that one was a little scary just because like they were like you need to get this baby out in like 10 minutes or else it's gonna happen and thankfully yeah it happened um and I had nothing to compare it to like the recovery from fourth degree like I I just thought that that's what was normal but now that I've had like an easier birth and delivery I'm like oh that that one was easy like fourth degrees gnarly but how um, long is is the recovery and what does that process mm, look like I believe it was 10 weeks and they I had to get stitches and then the worst part was like the stitches are supposed to fall out but um there's like there's a little part of it that was like pretty up far or far up there that they were like okay you have to come in after your six week checkup to like get the stitches out and that was so painful I like I will never forget that pain but everything else I was like oh I don't even remember what that felt like like but um yeah and with Rio like that was even easier and that birth felt really like spiritual almost like I just felt like there was a lot of like joy in the room and I really connected with my midwife I like still think about her and I'm like yeah we had really cool conversation she was telling me that like she um was going through infertility and they were gonna try IVF and I was just in that moment I was like whoa like and here you are delivering my baby like I couldn't even imagine how that Mm. feels and so I felt really connected with her I think about her all the time and I'm like I want to go visit her that's weird um no I think that really is though like like an appreciation I should say I guess there was more appreciation in for that moment and that's what made it feel like so spiritual and I mean they're like little angels in the room for you they're bringing yeah your baby to yes, life and yeah. they're doing it in such a beautiful way to mm-hmm. make sure that you're safe that their baby is safe yeah like, I think 
midwives are incredible. I've, They're great. I used to not even know what a midwife yeah. or doula was or yeah. how important they are. And like yeah. now I'm hearing them all the time. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, like, I want both. I want all yeah. of them. Give me everything. Give me all the women <laughs> who are just going to hype me up. Women are such powerhouses. Women are I'm just like insane. I, I let my husband know every day, like, <laughs> do you know how superior women are? Like, compared to your kind? It's, <laughs> it's not even... There's no words. There's no words. For our capability. I mean, it's incredible. Wow. What a journey. Imagine this. You're outside in the summer, feet in the pool. There's a warm breeze going through your hair. And the only thing you want is a gear. Wow, that was so unison. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's how good it is. It's truly special. They have the best tagline. It's all of the spirit, none of the booze. And I'm telling you, that rings true and true every time we drink it. It's a non-alcoholic aperitif. It's bitter. It's spritzy, depending on the option you choose. And it is so freaking delicious. Yeah. Personally, I like to go with the OG Gia and just make my own. I do like a little bit of Gia and a little bit of like a club soda situation Ooh. and then I can really decide how much Gia and I always go for a little bit more Gia than I they say. I always do a little bit more Gia. Mm-hmm. I like it bitter. I do too. It reminds me, it really makes it feel special. Yes. Very, very special drink and you never feel left out if you're not drinking because it tastes so different than something you drink like throughout the day. So it's... Oh, gives you a great experience it's all about the experience you really feel like you're sitting out in the summer breeze on a hot day maybe in europe maybe not maybe on a boat maybe not <laughs> but wherever you are it's so good and we can't recommend it enough and we have a discount code for you so use code gia plus babies for 15 percent off your order at drinkgia.com and that is spelled g-h-i-a plus sign B-A-B-I-E-S for 15% off your first order. Enjoy. How do you prioritize you while also feeling like you're showing up as the best mom? Like I I think you just have to have grace and patience with yourself every day. Like I feel like I've nailed like a pretty good routine and balance, but like not every day looks like that. And so, and sometimes I do get caught up with like, I need to work, I need to do this, I need to do that. And I just like, I have this fear that like, especially with Hendrick since he's older, that like, he's just going to remember like, oh, mom always had to leave to mm. go work. And I mean, that's mom guilt. And um, right. and I know he's like stoked. I was talking to one of, oh, you know, Chloe, one of my best friends. And I was Love like, <laughs> she's she always asks me about you. She's awesome. Um, but we were talking about like... Um, the mom guilt that I struggle with. Mom guilt for having to work and wanting to work and then mom guilt for not being around. So it's like either way, I'm going to feel guilty about something. And she just like helped me really, um, like she encouraged me in the way it's like you're out there working and pursuing your creativity so that you can be the best version of yourself. Your kids are not going to resent you for that. And I like needed 100%. to hear that because a lot of, my close friends are stay-at-home moms and like we feel very differently about certain things and um when I hear moms who like that's all they want to do is stay home which I think that's great like if you know that about yourself do it um but I like I was recently interviewed for a book 
about motherhood that's coming out and she was the author was asking me you know kind of this question and I was like I think it's just so I have this like fear that my identity is in one thing it's like not even motherhood like I have this fear that my identity is just in being a photographer like that's not all I want to be like no I have other gifts I bring to the table you know and I think I just love to relate with other people so I always try to like find something that's like okay I'm like you in this way like we have this in common and um and so I think like I guess that fear has helped me kind of like build other identities outside of just motherhood and knowing for me like I am an unhealthy version of myself if I'm not feeling productive Mm -hmm. but I think it's also like so freeing to have something outside of just that one thing and so when I talk to other moms who are younger or only or newer to motherhood I'm like go find a hobby go find something that separates you from being a mom so that you can just find like life in that you know absolutely and so um something that I learned throughout the years too is like ask for help and I kind of mentioned this earlier too is just like I had so much pride my first year as a mom like asking for people to help me out and I'm like why was I so prideful about that that's silly you know and so um if we need the help like a few of my friends have like offered to take the kids if it's like a hard work week or like to nanny and stuff and so I think things like that and then just like learning what my priorities are like if I have like a work project that's like not super urgent but I like if Hendrix is acting out that week I like know okay he needs alone time with mom like I'm just not even gonna touch my laptop so it's like things like that just like learning to be flexible but also having as much routine as you can I mean that's great advice though because I do think we get lost in that Mm -hmm. you know we kind of Even for me, I relate to everything you say, especially even though I'm not a mom. And I just think it's so important to have these conversations because like no matter where you are in your walk of life, balance is something we all struggle with. Struggle with boundaries or something we all struggle with. All of these things play out in different ways. And Mm -hmm. kids just almost bring that to the surface even more. You know, you're like, oh, I got to look really inward now. Yes. how can we all challenge ourselves to do that work, mm-hmm. you know, without kids coming into play, mm-hmm. with kids coming into play, finding all of those balancing acts and, mm-hmm. and what that looks like. And I think you really are, you know, nailing it. Thank which you. Which is so inspiring like... for us and our team. <laughs> so sweet. And it's just so fun to talk to you. I mean, I could go on and on. <laughs> I also am wondering, um, truly, and we're wrapping up soon, but community is at the forefront of everything we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's how we met you. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I get so starry-eyed, beamy when I think of what this community means yes. to me, what all the yeah. babies means to me, mm-hmm. and like what I've even learned by being mm-hmm. in this community. It's made me 10 times better of a person yeah. just from meeting people like you, engaging with all of that. And I know Instagram has also become such an important community for you. Mm-hmm. How, like, have you grown through that community? What's a community you have that Mm -hmm. is fueling you Mm -hmm. feeling your kids like can people get part of that community like walk us through what that looks like I don't want to make it into like a church talk but a lot of our super great relationships and friendships have been through church thankfully um but I think aside from that just like with motherhood like Instagram has been a really cool Mm. tool for that like I know it's like social media like sucks for the most part and it's just like draining and it's like a competitive game almost but um for me I've just I found so many of my closest friends through Instagram and um I think like 
living in Southern California, maybe it's like an Orange County thing where it's like, it's so easy to just be like, hey, do you want to get coffee and go to the park with the kids or go to the beach? And like, people are down. It's like not weird at all. And so I don't know if it's like where we live, but um, I, so I hosted like a mom's meetup a few, I think it was two weeks ago at the beach. And I was just like, whoever wants to come, just, it was during that like weird heat wave where like everyone I feel like was like at the beach. And I was like, you know what? whoever wants to come be a part of this because I like I just know how it feels especially my first year being a mom to see like a certain group of people especially like on Instagram to like go to the I don't know just like do life together Mm. and it like for me I have felt like excluded in moments and I just I never want to be like a person that's like too cool for you like I I actually get offended when people are like you're so cool I'm like please don't call me cool like I just I want to like be my best friend (laughs) and so um I I just like really felt in my heart to just like throw out an open invitation for women and it's crazy because one mom came from I think Highland Park she like drove freaking far to go to Laguna you know and she was just like I needed this like I just needed to like be around other moms and and so I that like really encouraged me because I've been thinking about starting like a diversity group I guess via Instagram because I don't know how or where else to start that but it would just be cool to have a, a time and a place to meet like once a month and just like get together and do life like I I want it to be <laughs> a diversity group but I want everyone to feel included you like don't yeah. even have to be I mean the point of it is for it to be diverse but I just want it to be where a place where like um because a few girls had messaged me on Instagram they're like yes do this I'm my partner my husband is um Hispanic and I can't speak Spanish but I want our kids to like learn that you know so I'm like okay like there's literally room for everyone everyone come if I'm having a bad day even better that I'm with people like Mm. I know I can cry in front of a safe place and have my friends like be there to encourage me and talk me through it so I feel very passionate about mom community and mom yeah I mean it just makes me maybe I'm just PMS I'm extra emotional this week but (laughs) hearing you say that though really like I wanted to start crying because that's honestly why we started this podcast Mm. like that's what porch time was for me growing up like Mm. that's what I wanted to bring with these conversations with Mm -hmm. these moments to hear that even like moms are driving from far away to be a part of this Mm -hmm. to talk about your experiences to talk Mm -hmm. about your differences to bond over all of it Mm -hmm. is like everything like we're just doing this via audio you know and we hope that we one thing we say is gonna help someone but you're doing this in person this is like ultimately our goal with all the babies Mm, community 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 inclusivity Mm -hmm. inclusivity inclusivity so like to even hear that someone who's so close to our community you Mm -hmm. is doing that in your own way is just everything that's like the dream note to end on I love it where can everybody find you Definitely on Instagram. It's Mama Folk with two M's because some precious lady in the East Coast has has it with one M, and I can't snag it from her. She like hardly posts, and I'm like, you know what? You can have this. You. I kind of love it. the double M. Thanks. I know. I'm like, it just has kind of stuck. I asked my friend recently, like, should I change my handle? Like, I don't know if, if I've just outgrown it. She's like, do not do that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Any other ways we can find you, interact with you, support you? Um, I mean, 
maybe hire TikTok? you for photographs oh hire me for photos okay actually fun something i haven't announced yet but um i am quitting wedding photography which has been my identity for the past 10 years and it's scary and i'm so excited I'm no gonna, more weddings no more weddings um i'm gonna finish out this year but I've just been, like, really passionate about, like, photographing moms. Um, and I want that, that to be my niche. And so you can find me, I guess, at Moms on Film on Instagram or my website. Um, I post my own, I guess, film documents of motherhood and self-portraits and such. So. Is your website Moms on Film as well? I think it's Moms on Film Co. Actually, I don't know. The we'll link... include it in the bio as okay. well so people yeah. can find you and yeah. hire you and, and all your things. Yeah, because you definitely can't type momsonfilm.com because it's like a, <laughs> an adult website, <laughs> which I should have thought more about when I came up with Guys, <laughs> disclaimer, do not type in momsonfilm.com unless... Please don't. <laughs> I'm lucky. This is a niche. I was like, there's no way to actually... No, let's just steer away from that altogether. <laughs> Amazing. That's so exciting. Congratulations. What a leap. Thank you. I'm and so you're going to be so successful. And I'm really excited to plug you on this because our community is, is a lot of moms. And, yes. Um, Give me all the moms. Yeah. Once once I uh, decided to have a little baby, yes. you know, I'm calling you for oh all of it. Oh my gosh. But yes. this was so fun. Thank you so much for Thank coming. You. Thank you for being our first guest. What an honor. I've already learned so much and I know you're going to inspire so many other women and I hope that you can we can have you back and talk about Thank how well you. these mom events are going. Yeah. Find out about your fostering experience. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers for you, Thank but you. it's all going to work out swiftly, beautifully, and strongly that you grow as a family and you don't deal with too many obstacles. And if you do, that they're beautiful ones. Thank you so much. So we're thinking of you. We're so grateful that you've been on this journey with us from the beginning. And just thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>